WWF After Hours on the Back to Basics Radio Network. I appreciate everybody coming in coming in tonight, and, and I know there's a big event going on, but uh, some of you might show up in the second hour if you're not here already. Um, but anywho, ladies and gentlemen, we are just one week away from our sixth annual sixth anniversary pay-per-view radiversary. Let me bring on my co-host. He is the one only. Good evening, El Vacant. Hola, señor. ¿Cómo está? Ah, uh, sí, sí. It's, it's, it's been a busy week, as it will be a busy week coming up to Radiversary next week. I got all kinds of stuff to do, all kinds of things to prepare for. I got a Hall of Fame ceremony to get set up. And so it's 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 something else, I'll tell you what. But ah, it'll all be worth it next week, ladies and gentlemen. Radiversary comes to you live from Cleveland, Ohio. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will host the Hall of REWF Hall of Fame injunction ceremony, which will go on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we will do inductions into the Hall of Fame. Five people. Uh, you have Uncle Frank, the current World Heavyweight Champion, going into the Hall of Fame. You have The Razor, uh, longtime REWF stalwart and GM. You have John Taylor, who's been in REWF a long time, steady journeyman, Redneck Avenger. Uh, also a long time, long time stalwart here in RAWF. And then posthumously, we have Abigail Hain, uh, the lovely Abigail Hain going into the Hall of Fame as well. So, uh, it will be, it will be a spectacle to be sure next week at Radiversary. Uh, now I know El Vacant, you're disappointed that you're not going to be going in. Uh, but set that aside for a moment. And talk to me about the five inductor, five inductees. Um, uh, that, I, that's not what you almost said. I know, right? I, I, I yes. But anywho, uh, how about we just pretend I didn't say, come close to saying it, and you answer the question. What? What? That would not be fun. Okay. Um. So you know, I think it'd be it's a good class. I think you know we we've kind of we've kind of talked a bit about them before. You know, I think they're they're all quite worthy. You know, and uh, I, I, what I think I still I still want to see how uh, how, how Frank accepts because it's going to be it has to be pure comedy. <laughs> uh, I mean, even I if he doesn't have the signs, I will. <laughs> yes, it shall be interesting to when Uncle Frank if if what kind of induct what kind of um what kind of acceptance speech he has, uh, if any. Uh, at the Hall of Fame. And by the way, folks, later in this program, I do hope to have uh, an interview interview with Killer Neptune and Uncle Frank. Uh, right now, the tape is it, the, right now the tape is being late and being delivered. So if, hopefully, it makes it by the end of the show. And uh, I did I did last week in Cincinnati get to speak with Killer Neptune and Uncle Frank at U.S. Bank Arena. So they had, and of course, 
uh, interesting things said by those two. Hopefully we will have that interview by the end of the show. Knock on wood. Uh, but let's talk about the Radiversary card, if we will, the, the, the slate of matches we have. Uh, and it's a doozy, I must say. Uncle Frank, the World Awake Champion and, and soon-to-be Hall of Famer, will defend the World Awake Championship against the greatest male voice in All Unstoppable, the Great Red Dragon. We've talked about it for several weeks now, how these two, the two styles of these men clash. You have one man who doesn't talk at all, and you have another man who t- will talk your ear off if you give him a chance. Uh, and sometimes when you don't. Uh, and... You know, while that may not have anything to do with their in-ring abilities and what might happen in the match, it's still a very contrast of styles when you talk about Uncle Frank and the Great Red Dragon. The Immortal Griffith to defend the Platinum Dragon champion against Terroring Stone Luke Hero for Hire. Uh, national title will be on the line as Terroring's Pennywise defends against Hall of Famer Killa Neptune. The Paragon of Greatness will defend the men's championship against either... Redneck Avenger or the Teflon Sheik. Those two are right now currently in the final of the Arsehole of the Month. Uh, I'm leaning heavily towards it being the Teflon Sheik just by looking at how the match is going. RAA is, has, has, is not looking too good. It looks like the tournament took a huge toll on him. Uh, so I, I'm, if it is Paragon versus Teflon Sheik, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Davila defending the estrogen t- championship against Bubs, who she chose because Davila won the Biatch of the Month tournament, got to choose her opponent from anyone who was in that tournament. She chose R.A.W.F. Hall of Famer Bubs, so two Hall of Famers going at it for the estrogen title at Radiversary. Uncle Frank not done with his evening as he will also defend the Fubar City Championship against Double O Buckshot. Uh, we can now tell you that, Min- that that Mithras, still the Midnight Hobo champion after defeating Money Sue a couple weeks ago, uh, he's still he's still the Midnight Hobo champion. His next challenger is Uber Vegan TPO at Radiversary. Triple Crown Championship. Now this one's got a little story behind it because we had our Triple Crown champion leave the company. Thus, thus there was a vacated spot in the title match. Uh, that last week was contested. That, that that third and final spot was contested between between Hobo Ezekiel and Luigi Mario. A bit of a scrum at the end of that match. Uh, Hobo Ezekiel, though the official will be cha- will be taking on Alistair Fiend and John Taylor. Those three will go at it for the vacated Triple Crown Championship at Radiversary. Special note on this, ladies and gentlemen. Normally, the champion has the advantage. If they if the, if they only have to win one match to retain their title as well as long as it's a three-way tie. However, since none of these since none of these three men are the champion, we w- if this if this match results in a three-way tie, then we will just do it all over again. We'll just keep doing it until someone wins two matches. All right. So until someone no, wins no, two no, matches. No, no. See, if, if if they go more than twice and they get no winner, I am champion. This is it goes back to vacant. Well, t- yeah, yeah. Technically, technically, you're triple crown champion right now, but See? unfortunately, <laughs> I just, we just, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you the belt. But I, but it no. looked very shiny with my outfit. 
Yes, I'm sure it would, but you're not getting the belt. Uh, multimedia Championship will be on the line. The Paragon of Greatness to defend against Revy Gibson. Paragon will also be in action challenging for the, his brother's Powerball Championship, taking on Killa Neptune. So two Hall of Famers going at it in that match as well. Uh I was supposed to have an update on who was going to face D&D for the tag team champions tonight. However, I, I have Raven appears to be have technical difficulties. We may not find out until next week on that or the Supreme Fighter Championship uh, or the Grand Slam Baseball Championship. So hopefully, maybe if she if she if she solves her technical difficulties by in the show, we will find all that out. Champions Choice Championship, simply the best to defend against Hall of Famer Money Sue, who he chose as his opponent. It will be attack moves only for those two. Uh, then we have Cassie Joe taking on Bubs in a cat fight, and then a six-man tag team match, Anarchy versus Terror Inc. I do not know who Anarchy has chosen as their team, a three-man team, but or three-person team, I should say. But I can tell you the agent of hate, Dom, Damia, 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 and Wardog Alpha will be the three competing in, uh, yeah, three competing for the side of Terror Inc. in that six-man tag match. And of course, we'll have a lot more. Anton Dare earlier today announced that he will be retiring at Radiversary, looking for challengers for his final match in RAWF. Is Anton Dare? So. And I saw a couple people went in there and accepted the challenge. I don't know who he's going to choose. I'm sure he'll let me know uh, ASAP. All right. So with that being said, and we got to go around the horn and invite the lovely Cougs, our, our high-voltage invitational GM. <laughs> Good evening, Cooks. Good evening, how are you? Cooks. Good evening, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 a busy little beaver. Uh, I bet you are. I bet you I'm are. I'm currently setting the final set of oh hush. <laughs> I'm currently setting the final matches for the high voltage season so that we can have somebody to fight Alistair. All right. And do we have a, a do we have an, a leader? Do we have a leaderboard on who is who has got the advantage going into the final matches or has that is that still up for grabs? Actually, <laughs> Oh, no, it's not up for grabs, actually. Nightcrawler has won all four of his matches, and he has definitely brought it in the trash talk and cage usage. He has maxed out points in his trash talk, plus he's won all four matches. And I have someone else who's won all four matches, but he didn't do quite as well in the trash talk. 
So they All need right. to definitely yeah. step it up in their trash talking. All right. Yep. So right now, as it stands, I don't think anybody's be... going to be able to catch Nightcrawler. All right. Well, you heard her here, folks. Nightcrawler, it, right now, the the surefire leader to face Uncle Frank. Or I'm sorry, not Alistair Fiend for the White Lightning Championship. Jeez, I'm just all about. I've got got Frank on the brain, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, Alistair Fiend, the reigning White Lightning Champion, uh, he will defend possibly against Nightcrawler six six nine next but week at Red Anniversary. What's that? Having Uncle Frank on my brain? No, he's a pretty big guy. That would hurt, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. I talk about needing excedrin. Correct. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, Cougs. Thank you very much. Stick around. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have more to talk with you about here in a little bit. Yeah, uh, so you can have for you. You can come here and sit and wait. Come. Come. I'll be here. All right. <laughs> so other things, other things to check on, ladies and gentlemen. The I RAW bite. of extra. She yes, yeah, she said she bites. Don't forget. Promises, me. promises. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Four people in the semifinals here of the extra points tournament for the period. You have Invincible A, Luke Hero for Hire, Knox Boogie, and Killin Neptune. All in the semifinals of the extra points tournament. The winner, of course, gets twenty-five extra bonus points. In this rankings period, and that could be key. All three of the, or three of the four of them in the top 25, it could be huge for one of them to win that tournament. Speaking of the top 25, let me give that, let me bring that out here right now. Your update on the REWF top 25. This is six of 12 matches, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so only halfway through the period, uh, but it. It, it it looks interesting. It looks pretty, to say the least. At number 25, reigning White Lightning champion Alistair Fiend. At number 24 is Damia, Mistress of Pain. At number 23, Devilish PC. At number 22, haven't seen his name for a while in the top 25. Welcome back, Bone Dog, to the top 25. At number 21, soon to be R.A.W.F. Hall of Famer, the Redneck Avenger. At number 20, reigning platinum dragon champion, the immortal Griffith. At number 19, K. Flay Van Lucius. Uh, making, I, I don't think she was, was she on there last week? Uh, no, so this is actually her debut in the RAWF. Yeah, Top 25, K. Flay Van Lucius. So congratulations, K. Flay. Keep up the good work. Kayflay is very hard to say, I must say. Kayflay. All right. At number 18, Knox Boogie. At number 17, Titsi the Finisher. Again, I hope that's Titsi or Titsi or I don't want to say Titsi. I mean, I would think it'd be like Titsi, like the Titsi fly. It just makes sense. Okay. Titsi the Finisher at number 17. At number 16, Another name I always have is it Fagina or Fagina muscles, which is always, the, the pirate wench, the mean wench, whatever her name is. Uh, at number, I just 15. call her pirate lady. Yeah, pirate, pirate lady. That's 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 good. At number fifteen, Beast. At number fourteen, Nightcrawler six six nine. I believe he was not in the so he he made, he jumped up there. Uh, pretty quickly at number 13 the great red dragon at number 12 tigress 
At number 11, Duke Straightface. At number 10, Luke Hero for Hire. At number 9, the reigning World and Fubar City champion, Uncle Frank. At number 8, Kongzilla the Clown. At number 7 is Peanut. At number 6, the Teflon Sheik. At number 5, Hall of Famer Money Sue. At number 4, Grand Slam Baseball champion Hobo Ezekiel. At number 3, Powerball and Ultimate Gauntlet champion at Neptune. At number 2, your reigning national champion Pennywise. And at number 1, reigning men's and multimedia champion, the Paragon of Great. That is your top 25 halfway through the rankings, period. However... I have a feeling that's going to drastically that it could very well drastically change next week. I I saw the seventh match. I was perusing it, and while that while that round robin's not completely done, I did see a few upsets in there. So uh, it should be very interesting to find out what the top twenty-five is in next week. All right. So with that being said, it is now time for a Xanthor the Platinum Dragon Memorial Tournament update, or at least a peek at it. Uh, to see if I can really give you an update. Uh, we are still, we are in round three still. Uh, and a buttload of people have, oh, actually we're down, we're down to two pages. That's good. Uh, I, I'm still not in it. You're, you're still not in it. We're only waiting, we're waiting on one match, one match to go into round four, uh, it looks like. Okay, match name names so we can shame them. No, I don't think I will. I don't think I, I don't think that would. I don't nah. At anywho, somebody could very well count out of that match, though. I'll just say that. All right. With that being said, let me check and make sure there's nothing else. Right, oh, tomorrow's superstars, ladies and gentlemen, comes to you from Columbus, Ohio, the nationwide arena. One of my favorite places, home of my Columbus Blue Jackets in the NHL. Uh, it will, there's going, to, it's going to be a pretty good card, I must say. Uh, you have Ghost defending the Superstars Championship against Mrs. Luzon Warrior Queen Falcon. You have the Immortal Griffith taking on Luigi Mario, as they, as Griffith called him out last week here on Superstars. And then Money Sue will take on Revy Gibson, as those two have been jawjacking for a couple of weeks now. Uh, so yeah, that ought to be good. Ought to be good. All right. So we got, we got stuff to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to start somebody I don't normally start with, but he, 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 he made some noise last week on superstars. And I kind of wanted to find out what's going through his head because he, it, it was an interesting situation that he created or tried to create in any shape. He is the one and only. Luigi Mar 
Mario Luigi, good evening. Good evening. Luigi, last week on Superstars, you took on Hobo Ezekiel. The winner would go on to be in the Triple Crown title match at Radiversary. Unfortunately, uh, what happened there, it looked like that Hobo Ezekiel uh, got away with a little chicanery behind the referee's back. And then when you tried to uh, when you tried to retaliate in kind, you were disqualified. Uh, after the match, you attacked Hobo Ezekiel, threw him in a garbage truck, uh, took the contract uh, that he was supposed to sign for the Triple Crown title match, and signed your name on it. Uh, now, Luigi, first of all, w- w- what the hell? Uh, you know, <clears throat> after all the team he did, I mean, I felt like I should have won the match. And it's not my fault that his uh, eye fell into my uh, fingers. So, but you know, the referee saw it, disqualified me, awarded him the match, and I got mad, and you know, I hurt him and took him out. So, I mean, I, I can understand being frustrated. You know, you it's been a while, wanting to be in the triple crown title match. Obviously, there was a lot on the line in that match, and to be disqualified. Uh, yeah, that would certainly suck. But but to try to I mean that first of all that contract you signed was basically ceremonial. It didn't count for anything. I can't you can't hold me to that. Unfortunately, Hobo Ezekiel will be in the Triple Crown title match uh with Alistair Fiend and John Taylor. However, I mean, you did make a statement and, and certainly uh but what what do you go from here, Luigi? I mean, what are you going to continue try to take this out on Hobo Ezekiel? Or if you want to face him in general, he knows where to find me. Just saying. <laughs> but, you know, <clears throat> where I go from here, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And just, uh, you know, I finally get what I want, which I haven't heard, nor uh, basically I haven't heard anything from him yet. So until he comes and tells me, that he will give me back my tagging partner, everyone will be suffering because of him. Uh, now, last week here on After Hours, you incurred the wrath, uh, or the ire, I should say, of the immortal Griffith. Thus, you will be facing him tomorrow on Superstars. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty huge challenge, I would I would say, Luigi. Are you are you ready for such a match against Mort Griffith tomorrow on Superstars? Oh yeah. I'm always ready for anyone. They, you know, everyone knows I'm not scared of no one. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you're situated with. You know, you can bring all the backup you want. It's not going to save you from the beating I'm going to give them. Give them. All right. Well, I wish you good luck tomorrow. Let's get back to Hobo Ezekiel. Uh, I mean, I'm... Is there was it some? I mean, you, I know you got disqualified, but you take it out on Hobo instead of the ref. I mean, I would have, I would, I would have honestly been not, not that I wouldn't have fined you, or, or there wouldn't have been some, some repercussions, but I would have been fairly understanding if you'd attacked the ref. Why did you take it out on Hobo? Well, he was just in the match, so I had to take it out on Con. The ref actually ran out of the ring after he disqualified me when he saw me with the steel chair. So, you know, <clears throat> the ref was lucky I didn't hit him. <laughs> but the next time that ref does something like that again, 
or he will have some conquest coming his way. Hey, 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 I just, I, 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 I'm not saying I should have, I'm not saying I was encouraging you to hurt the ref. I'm just saying in that situation, I would have understood, but uh, with so much on the line, I'm not saying you should take that on as a ref every time you get to DQ. All right. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, you know how hard it is to hire refs when people keep beating them up. Okay. There was a certain superstar that used to keep beating up my refs. After every 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 time he got he felt like it and yeah, since that person's been gone, I've I have been actually being able to keep refs on the payroll, so I don't want you to start doing that. All right, I'm just saying. Well, as long as they don't get my way, <laughs> I already said that before. The refs but, get my way. <laughs> I believe he's uh, he's here, and he smells worse than ever. Oh God, hobo! Oh God, what what was that? Oh, gas mask, emergency gas mask over there in in the locker. Crap one, I'll make it. I'm going. Oh, I heard Luigi's uh, talkings about. how the match went. Well, first of all, let me get get that uh, cold dust out in your ears, Luigi, because apparently it got in your ears instead of your face like it was supposed to. Let me tell you what happened in that match. What happened was Luigi learned that this business ain't pretty, and sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. What happened was that plumber entered in the world one of hobo level one and there's only one level to hobo's world luigi that's real rage and there's only one speed and that's notch eight and who was in the dumpster after the match the same i mean i there now Oh, I, I I enjoyed the ride, uh, Luigi, and it's it was a nice ride that you gave me. But uh, just just wait till I come back. I'm gonna put a stink down on you. That it's gonna be not pretty. If you thought the first time was one one time too many, you're surely mistaken, boy. Mm. Oh, I have to say, bring on, bring on. Anytime, anywhere, Luigi. I'm sure oh, somewhere, down the, somewhere down the road, you two, I'll get you, make sure you two get to, get to settle this. But, ooh, oh, God, I can't even breathe. I can't, my, I, 
So, Hobo, Hobo, I promise you, you'll get your chance at at, at Luigi somewhere down the road. But how, how about you? How about you just uh, get on get 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 on down the road for here, so we can uh, air out the studio, huh? Can we do that, please? Well, one one condition: you give me one of Anton Dare's uh, burnt chickens that his wife done cooked up. I I promise you, uh, I'll I'll see what I can do about the burnt chicken. Okay. Why can, does it have to be Anton Dares? I'm sure El Vacant can burn some chicken in one of his taco trucks for you. Look, if you go right now, I'll give you an entire tray of tomatoes. Oh, that sounds like a deal I can hardly resist. Oh, all right. So go go on, Hobo. We'll 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 figure this all out later. Hobo Ezekiel, ladies and gentlemen, challenging for the Triple Crown Championship at Radiversary. I'd ask him about it, but I want to be able to breathe after this show's over. Oh. Get the fans, turn the fans on. Nice all. Oh. We're gonna, we're, oh, good lord. Mmm. Quick commercial while we air the show. We air out the studio, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Judgment here. When I'm not checking out those frisbee nipples on the title machine, or bugging the immortal about his greasy hair, or just chilling out at REWF headquarters and watching Amadeus's roots grow, which we all knew that wasn't a real hair color, I'm thinking to myself, self because I call myself self, I say self, WWPD. That's right, WWPD. WWPD. What does WWPD mean? Well, WWPD means something like I like to indulge myself into a thick, juicy slice of Raven's Crow Pie made fresh daily with leftover placenta. Yeah, WWPD can mean a lot of things. During the holidays, I like to add cream to my Raven's Crow Pie. So I have to ask myself, WWPD, what should I do? When I bake it at 365 degrees, I like to pull it out and stick my tongue in it to make sure the temperature is just right. So WWPD and myself from Judgment, we like to say, hurry and get your slice of Raven's Crow Pie today. Available in the REWF shop zone. But ah, Raven's Crow Pie. Raven's Crow Pie. Okay, oh, that's a little better. Spray, spray some of that stuff over there. I think, I think that's where you were standing. That would probably be, okay. Good, thank you. Oh, 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 yeah. I, I think that's better. Here, just, here, just, just lean in. Just lean in. Yeah. Oh, oh, that worked. Okay. Ugh. I I can breathe a bit better now. Woo. Man, I I really wish he, he I really wish he would never sh- I hope he never shows up again like that without telling us first so we can at least uh Oh. Yeah, that was just that was nasty. So I know the oh. trick that works when you have to deal with like like grease traps which you know those are pretty nasty. Um 
you know, you take a clove of garlic and you stick one up each nostril and, like, you cannot smell the grease traps. I wonder if it would work with him. So, my apologies, little fun. I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to uh, reclaim, trying to get these, uh, um, Inter- get this interview onto the soundboard. Hopefully, it's, I can get it to work. But uh, at anywho, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Radiversary just one week away. Hall of Fame inductions uh, for the RAWF, and then of course the main event will feature Uncle Frank defending that world title against this man. He needs no introduction. He is one and only, sir. You are on the air. Oh my. God, what is this? Oh, here, oh here, God, what is this? Lean in, lean oh. in. Oh, God. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you're going to smell oh, like potpourri God. for a week, but it's probably better. Oh, that's it. Oh. Okay, let me try this. Regroup. Oh, God. That, that do, was a little bit of st- Do we need a do Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Go. Oh, God. Oh. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, the greatest male voice in all of Unstoppable. The God, great even choking, you can do it. Red Dragon. Oh. I, oh, God. How you doing? Good evening, Lord Amadeus. Oh, my God. It stinks in here. Uh, good evening. How you doing? It's, 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 it's I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, you okay? You, 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 can you? Oh uh, yeah, you... yeah. Excuse me. Sorry for all that on air. Oh my god, that it's horrible. I, How you doing? I, I'm doing oh, all right. Open the window. Can somebody fan the door? Fudge. Woo. There, I'll get it. Hold on. Ah. Uh. Erica, what is that knocking on the? Oh, there we go. How you doing? That's a little All bit right, better. It's cool air in here. Hello. So, hello. Hola. Hi, Dragon. Hola. You're one. Yes. We are one week away from you taking on Uncle Frank for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we're at anniversary. Biggest match of your career thus far, I would say. Uh, I mean. What's the what's going what's going through the mind of the great red dragon right now? Right now, I am riding a wave of victories that I haven't seen since uh, for a while. You know, uh, it's incredible. I'm just laying down the biggest slap to every fancy that's coming at me. Feels so good. I'm on the road to victory. We got Radiversary, which is going to be absolutely amazing. You know, uh, like uh, for people that don't know, it's going to be coming up in just a week. Woo! And it's going to be in basically my backyard at Cleveland, Ohio. I am so happy. I've got new trunks made. I've got a new wardrobe made, new booth. You know what that means, folks. Woo! The title is coming home. And I cannot wait to face Uncle Frank for the very, very first time. I've been studying. I've been working out. You know, everybody, you know, they say, well, I'm going to train harder. I have been training, folks. Oh, my gosh. 
my ass is worn out, but that's a whole different story. You don't you you don't need to know about. But you'll, I you'll am, the show. Well, it's a lot of burritos and a lot of tacos, you know, to help get that protein level up for a good, you know, good gains in the gym. But, uh, wow, when you're watching videos while you're on the cardio machine, you know, of Uncle Frank, he's got a, an amazing historical uh, <laughs> presence here in RAWF. I mean, you can't deny, I can't sit here and go, well, yeah, he says so-so, but he's absolutely devastated. I, I'm not overlooking that, Lord Amadeus. I'm not overlooking at it. Overlooking. And I am honestly preparing, but, you know, I'm really excited. I see. I got a vision of my in my head of this title coming around my way, and I can't wait. I don't know who I want to, you know, have at ringside to help me put on that on that belt, you know. Maybe Mama's Fallen Angel will come in there. Maybe Amadeus, you might want to come in and help me present the title. My uh, my nephew Juan really really would like to do it. Oh, well, well, I like Juan. He's great. He makes amazing tacos. I mean, I don't know where he gets that guacamole or sour cream. We don't You know, it's kind of delicious. You know, it's kind of salty sometimes. But, uh, you know... It's okay. It's great. Uh, you know, extra protein. I don't know what he does, but, you know, it's great. But uh, maybe he'll be up there, too, to help put that strap around my waist, you know, and do circles through my legs. That'll be great and funny, you know, for TV, you know, for the viewers of kiddies like that. But I got a whole celebration planned, Lord Amadeus, at the end of the match. I could, oh, I've already put everything into motion. Oh, it's great. People are paid off. It's going to be great. How you doing? Uh, well, Dragon, I mean, it certainly sounds like you're ready for uh, Uncle Frank. Uh, and uh, if I can get that interview uploaded by the end of the show, you'll hear what Killer Neptune had to say uh, about you and the match coming up at Red Anniversary. Uh, well, I hope it's actually, you know, nice because I am giving respect to Uncle Frank. Uh, I certainly respect his work, but I am studying hard. I I am coming for that gold. Huh? I wouldn't hold breath. No, I wouldn't hold breath either because sometimes, you know, you might pass out or have some type of brain aneurysm. Or, if yeah, you'll just pass out or turn some lucky shade of blue. Who never knows? And yes, yeah, so I, I should say, Killa Neptune. I can tell you that in the interview, did most of the talking. Well, okay, all of the talking. Uh, but Frank was yeah. present, and I'm sure, and I'm sure he, yeah, I'm you know, sure he nodded a lot. Yeah, well, and a lot of he did, and, uh, you know, posing, something to that effect. Yes, uh, but I, I have a question actually, if I if I may. Okay, mm-hmm. so. I mean, this, you've already gone on about, like, this is a huge match for you, a title shot, you know, it could make your career, the whole nine years. But, you know, there's a, there's another actually, actually piece that I've been thinking about. You know, you know Uncle Frank is, is being inducted into, into Hall of Fame. If you are able to, to beat someone who is being brought into the Hall of Fame right there, I mean, that alone, what do you think that does for your career, regardless of that? Uh, I say that puts me in line for induction. 
I honestly do. Maybe I'll be a surprise induction. I don't know. I haven't been contacted by the committee to see if I'm a surprise induction. I don't know. But if I am, that would be great because that puts my profile way up there in the stratosphere where everybody can see just how true greatness is. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Red Dragon set for the biggest match of his career next week at Rediversary when he takes on Uncle Frank with the World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Dragon, I wish you good luck and and thank you very much. And you know, you You want me to fan this door a little bit more? Yeah, why don't you? Yeah, please. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm just going to fan. All right. Thanks, Dragon. The Great Red Dragon, ladies and gentlemen, he's got he's the biggest match of his career coming up next week at Radiversary. <sighs> All right, so our next caller. Uh, so as of late, Alvacan, um, Terror Inc. And, and I I, know, I think we all know by now, we all know by now, Terror Inc. The Teflon Sheik, Luke Hero for Hire, Money Sue, uh, Claymore, D- Damia, Mistress of Pain. Wardog Alpha, um, Cassie Joe now, uh, Agent of Hate. They've 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 gotten quite big, and they, they seem to be intent on making on, on uh, making statements, uh, attacking other REW superstars, uh, nine on one or you know what whatever it it has has been. Yes, what do you much. Ma- yeah. What do you what do you make uh, of Terror Inc. and statements that they're making as of late? I mean, to me, it sounds like the statement is saying, look at me, I don't know how to do anything by myself. Ooh. Wow. That's just me, I, you know. You know, and look, you know, because you know, I have to be ready for this show every week, right? You know, so I, I pay attention to everybody's matches. I, I really, you know, I watch all the footage so that we can have, you know, how you say, uh, you know, intelligent conversation about what's happening. You know, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm listening to show, and I, and then suddenly I hear, of all things, I hear these uh, these 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 uh, shake guy, you know, I don't know burger shake guy, you know, he he you know, start you know mouthing off about me like uh, you know if I wanted to do the I you know I'd fight El vacant whatever like 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 he has like he has the testosterone to get into the ring with the greatest pectorals in all of Wu like let's be clear sir you 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 are you are like the small bumpy pimply ass on the back end of a donkey okay like you you my name should not come out of your mouth unless it's followed by sir okay this is how we're going to play this now when i say hey shake guy you're going to go see and i'm going to say fuck you and then you go thank you see that's how that's going to work okay Wow, jeez, Terror, Terror Inc. and the Teflon Sheik have not, I mean, they, they've pissed off a lot of people, and apparently it includes the one and only L. Vacant, so, uh, wow, you, you, you certainly I don't gotta... like bullies. Wow, uh, ladies and gentlemen, L. Vacant, uh, that's the most animated I've ever seen him. Although I think maybe part of it was the smell in here that might have... I mean, it, it, it didn't help, it did get the bile up a little. Oh yeah, I would think. I, I yeah, probably did. All right. Well, and I may have someone, had some, you know, some of their like angry hot sauce earlier. But 
quite a few other people also have a problem with Terror Inc., including one of the one of their victims a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago on Superstars. He is here to talk about it. He is the one and only. that fateful night on Superstars a few weeks back? Well, uh, I just finished the match against uh, Buckshot, I believe it was, and then uh, <clears throat> um, and then I got into the parking lot, and then there standing right there was poor Stefflon Sheik of Terror Inc. Said something about making a statement. And I asked, and I pretty much said, uh, if you want to make a statement, go right ahead. What I didn't expect, however, was, well, as you said, like the nine against one. And they, those guys, they literally beat me to a bloody pulp, man. I'm, I'm bruised. I'm battered. I've been concussed. It was probably one of the worst feelings I've ever and probably the worst beatings I've ever had. And Despicable. And to my surprise, of course, there was Cassie Joe of all people. Yeah, I mean, and it, it was like, it was a nine-on-one beatdown. You didn't have anybody come out and help you, uh, which was odd, considering your brother, you know, should have been out there or whatnot. But at the same time, uh, what do you think prompted them to choose you to make a sta- to make a statement on that particular evening? Well, to me, it looks like they're they trying to make a name for themselves, trying to take out some of the big names there there are. And and I know my name is big around around restaurants, Salvador, and obviously they see people like me as a threat. But uh, but I'm gonna tell you this. I mean. I mean, I look well right now. I may not feel well right now, but let me tell you one thing, LA. They didn't finish the job. I'm still living. 
I'm still breathing. And I promise you, Terra Inc. will pay for their sins. Well, I tell you what, Mark, who who was it you faced at Immortal? You faced a member of Terra Inc. at Immortal last month. Which one? That was the agent of hate, was it not? Yes, it was uh, an old rival of mine from way back. Okay. Well, I mean, I think maybe at Radiversary you need to face another member. What do you think? Sounds good to me, but I will tell you this. This time, Terror Rink better be ready because this time, I'm going to take your advice, LA. I'm not coming alone. All right. Well, at Radiversary, my friend, and let me bring it. I'll mark you down to take on Claymore. Ah, Claymore. Nice. Uh, My brother actually faced him at another pay-per-view around the same time that I was wrestling wrestler. uh, (laughs) Sorry, I was facing uh, the agent of hate. So the... uh, that would be a pretty good encounter. All right. Maybe maybe you'll get a little bit of payback at Radiversary. We will find out. I already got payback on Luke. Claymore is my next victim. All right. So that will be Mark Caliber taking on Claymore at Radiversary next week on Pay-Per-View. Good luck to you, Mark. Anything else you any, anything else real quick you wanted to say to Terror Rank? Terror Inc., I hope you're listening. You may have gotten the better of me, but let me tell you something. Terror Inc., you don't know the meaning of the word terror. Not like I do. And I happen to know a few people that I've been with that did a similar thing to you. Well, sorry, I meant to say just like you. But I can tell you, you're going to know the meaning of the word terror soon enough. All right. Thank you very much, Mark. You have a good evening, sir. You too. Mark Caliber, ladies and gentlemen, he will take on Claymore next week at Radiversary. Let's talk to a man who next week at Radiversary will be inducted into the RAWF Hall of Fame. He is a longtime GM here in RAWF, currently the Powerball GM. He uh, gets gets inducted into the Hall of Fame next week. He is the one and only. Ladies and gentlemen, the Razor is here. Good evening, Razor. 
Good evening, L.A. Good evening, Al Vacant. Hola, señor. ¿Cómo está? So, Razor, we are one week away from your induction in the RAWF Hall of Fame. Uh, would you consider this the biggest highlight of your career thus far? I would have to say yes. Um, I've received lots of letters from the fans and, and well wishes at the arenas around the country, and uh, I never expected this. It's it's a big shock to me. Well, you've been around not just RAWF for a long time, but Unstoppable. Uh, you've made many friends and made a lot of it, made, of course, your share of enemies, just like anyone Unstoppable would. Uh, but I, interestingly enough, and I'm still I'm still wondering about this, wondering if you took too many chair shots to the head. Uh, but you chose as the person to induct you. Possibly the greatest mortal enemy you've ever had in your entire career. Uh, I mean, you know, I would have happily done it, being a, being a good friend and fellow member of Kindred. I'm sure Griff or anybody else uh, would have done it. Why, Paige, of all people, did you choose to induct you into the RAWF Hall of Fame? Because Paige and me may not agree with each other or see eye to eye but we certainly respect each other okay well i mean not that i'm I'm sure Paige respects people somewhere in in that dark soul of hers but um i mean she i have never heard her speak well of you uh before i i mean for years all i've heard her do is is you know vocally brutalize you uh, on air or in, you know, what have you. Why you really think she's going to give you respectful induction? I think that she will do the job that has been asked of her just because we kind of know each other's thoughts. We've been in each other's minds and uh, we know what each other is all about. And I don't know why you think she would say bad things. She seems like a perfectly reasonable, loving person. Those fumes really did get to you, didn't they? Uh, perhaps. Speak your name, and she shows up. Hello, Paige. 
Hola, Hi, L.A. Hi, L. Vacant. How are you? Steady, steady, stab, stab. Oh, goody. <laughs> Good evening, Razor. Good evening, Paige. <laughs> and L.A., to answer your question, I will be the perfect, perfect lady come time for the induction. Uh, you're going to be the perfect lady. Wait, you know how you actually know how to do that? I I, I don't I do. say it as an insult. Okay, I, I'm I'm not trying to. I'm I'm just you know I, that's that's good. Wow. Have I, you picked your dress out yet? I have. Oh, is it is it nice? You'll see. Oh. I guarantee you, I it's not wait. pink. I can tell you that. Oh, I'm, I'm no, not, it's no, not. No, it would not, pink would not work on her complexion. And I very seriously seriously doubt we'll ever see Paige in sequins of any kind. No, I'm not shiny. Well, my knives are shiny, but I'm not. Wait, you're but not LA, coming. Oh, of course. I'm never anywhere without my knives. But I have no, to touch I mean, on something you Okay, go ahead. I have to touch on something you said earlier. Okay. Yeah, we all know who used to beat the refs when things didn't go his way. Did y'all forget? That's my job now. That's been passed to me. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh. Strangely, I, they don't complain when you do it. Um, um, L.A. L.A. I thought you were saying, I thought you were taking over the burning of rings, uh, burning of my rings that down. Too. And, that too. That too. No, you can't do uh, both. I can you and I will. Uh. L.A. L.A. Yes, yes, I'm here. I need cooked. Uh, uh, she stepped away once. The, she she's still trying to recover from the stench. Uh, I think That's she'll okay. be hopeful. That's okay. That's okay. Because see, now why you know Toddler Inks three. I'm not telling you ours. That's gonna be Coops. I don't know when she's telling. But oh, I forgot. Y'all have it coming because there's only one person that can control this one. And that would be me. And guess what? Whoops. Call her and leash off. Sorry about your luck. Because when I say go, it's over. Wait a minute. (laughs) Who are we talking about? I can't say yet. It's not Beagle Wolf, is it? Oh, hell. When I think about collar and leash, I think about... Okay. Thank goodness. No, no, well, no. Know. This one. I mean, when I think I've about had... color and leash, I think, oh, never mind. This is show. <laughs> this one I've had on a very, very short leash for, oh, since I've come back. But you know what? Toddler Inc. barked up the wrong tree because now I have no control. 
once I say go, it's out of my hands. And if all of y'all end up in the hospital, all nine of you, not my fault. Y'all sucked with the wrong people. Hmm. <sighs> oh, boy. It's Excedrin time, ladies and gentlemen, which means we're taking a song break. Uh, but at any who page, you will be inducting Razor into the Radiverse uh, next week at Radiverse <laughs> into the RAWF Hall of Fame. You get them. Yeah, you get you. Girl, you got them sometimes now. You You got them so we can't speak right now. (laughs) L.A., would you like to see it beforehand, just so you know? What, the speech or the dress or what? The speech. You... I, I, I... No. Say yes. No, no. I don't want to see it. I trust you. I think. <laughs> Biggest mistake. Mm. Don't well, let you know. beautiful, innocent face fool you. No comment. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, not only will Paige be inducting Razor into the Hall of Fame, uh, I'm assuming she's going to be in that six man against Terror Inc. We do not know for sure. We'll have to see if we can pry that out of Coos later in the show. Yeah, good luck good with luck. that. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. She'll tell me when she's ready to tell me. I, I, I know how that works. But at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in just a few moments. We're going to take a quick song break. When we return, we'll be talking to the likes of the immortal Griffith. We'll be talking to the Paragon of Greatness and anyone else who put in. Who knows who else? It's, it's, this is, mm, oh, yes, and Bubs. Yes, she's also on deck. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, she's more, on what? She's on, she's on hold. Oh, my word. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is R.A.W.F. After Hours on the Back to Basics Radio Network. God help me. I've had
drinking over there? Oh, I'm drinking Midnight Hobo. Midnight Hobo? I thought you swore that off after the last time. I know, but, you know, I'm constipated and it helps. Yes, I, I'm sure it does. I remember the last time you had it. It was rather, um, explosive. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know what's in it, but it gets you drunk and it tastes good. Ladies and gentlemen, Midnight Hobo, we tell you what's in it, but we don't want shifty taste. Oh, I can tell you what's in it, you know, but you have to keep it on the down low, okay? So you take a little... Remember, Midnight Hobo, it goes down like five, four, three, two, one. Uh-oh. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. To satisfy your Midnight Hobo cravings, Join us at Happy Hours on Saturday nights on Blog Talk Radio and at CSW Cajun Swamp Wrestling. Midnight Hobo, how you doing? All right, we're back. I think we got most of the smell out. Did we not awaken? Hopefully. Oh, I don't know. I just I literally squirted hot sauce up my nose. I can't smell anything right now. <laughs> well, that works. I mean, it hurts, but worth it. Oh, I who, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk to a man who has himself. As usual, a busy schedule at Radiversary. Three big matches, possibly, probably four, who knows. He is the one and only. Recognize that I am not alive. I survive. I'm the dance in the hourglass of time. I'm the chalkline, outline. Everything is mine. From the bridge to the earth to the shadows fall behind. I'm the stars in the sky and I shine so bright. I'm a turtle. I'm the reason that the day turns night. I'm the water and the sun. I'm the bullet in your gun. I'm the multimedia men's champion as well as one half the tag team champions he's a hall of famer he's mr everything here in rwf good evening paragon uh good evening uh, sounds like you're having a bit of a day sir uh-huh indeed i indeed that's what i would call it a bit of a day so i mean if you want to have understatement i guess it's good so, Paragon, we've talked at length already about you defending the Multimedia Championship against Revy Gibson. It was one of the earliest matches we knew about. Uh, any any la- any any quick thoughts on that match with Revy? Um, you know, I just I really hope that she understands that this matchup is going to be a, a different animal than she usually faces in the matchup. Uh, I look forward to it. She's very talented. I think that everybody's going to be in for a treat. 
And uh, now, also challenging your brother Killer Neptune for the Powerball Championship. Uh, I mean, you were correct me. You you he took it from you, correct? This is true. Uh, then successfully defended it against you the last time you faced off for it on the pay per view. Again, yes. And now this is this is kind of like, this is I mean this is is third time the charm for you against Kevin Neptune with this Powerball title on the line, Paragon. You know it's hard to tell. Uh, the thing is, myself and Kevin Neptune have a long and storied history, as you had covered last week, uh, nearly as extensive as myself and Griffith here in RAWF. The problem had always been that this was a one-sided feud. Uh, the, Killer Neptune had gotten himself to these opportunities time and time again, and he had continued to lose. I, very similar to myself against Griffith. Once he had turned this around, however, it, the numbers have started to go a lot more in favor of Killer Neptune, and we're looking at a we're looking at a landscape where I've still won a significantly higher number of matches. But if we look at a scope of our most recent matches, Killer Neptune is on a streak against me. It's defeating me for the Powerball Championship, defeating me for the Platinum Dragon Championship, defending the Platinum Dragon, or defending the Powerball Championship, rather, against me. I, I don't know if this is a situation where I have come to believe that my younger brother is going to be less of a threat, or if he has actually upped his game in a way that I have yet to prepare for. It's very interesting to see if this is a streak of luck or if this is a streak of Killa Neptune finally coming into his own and realizing that, you know, as his older brother, I'm, I don't necessarily have to win every fight. You know, maybe, maybe he finally doesn't look at me as some sort of hill that he has to get over in order to be truly successful. Instead, he looks at me as another opponent. And when he does that, you realize that Killa Neptune is a hall of famer. He's a, world-class competitor. He's somebody that could beat anybody in this business and could and should be a world champion by now. So if you if you look at something like that from the perspective of he no longer sees me as a daunting opponent, as a as a impossible-to-beat opponent because of a lifetime of being proven the other way, if he st- starts to look at me as mortal, as, as somebody who can be beaten, do I have to change my game? And I, that's the question I've been asking myself all month. Do, do I need to change the way that I approach Killa Neptune? Because he's certainly changed the way that he approaches matches with me. It should be very interesting. You, two, you and Killa have faced off on many pay-per-views in your IWF careers. This is just another chapter. Uh, I mean, between him and Griff, it's almost it's almost like... I, I can't explain it. The two of you, the two of you, are drawn to each other on pay per view. Although it's been a while since you faced Griff on pay per view, knocking on wood on that one. Uh, so, with that being said, Paragon, I have to say it's looking more. It's looking pretty likely that you will have to defend the men's title against the Teflon Sheik at Radiversary. It's not a definitive, but it is a probability. Your thoughts on if you have to defend that men's title against the Teflon Sheik? Well, you know, um, it's a it's a matchup that I think that while I don't particularly 
look forward to in the same way that I look forward to a match with Killa Neptune. I look forward to it nonetheless for totally different reasons. Uh, Teflon Sheik, somebody who has clearly made a lot of noise here in RAWF since his debut, uh, and a lot of that noise has been at my own expense. Uh, I've had many negative things to say about Teflon Sheik, and most of those things I maintain, and I, I still believe to this day, but the fact of the matter is he continues, despite everything, to be resilient. And that's, that is something that I admire. I can't say with pure honesty that I still am, con- if I'm convinced or not, that he is a top star. But what I can tell you is that he has within him the ability to be a top star because this man gets knocked down and has been many times by myself and the other members of the Opaque Brotherhood, and yet he continues to defiantly look us in the face and say, bow before me, dogs. And nobody's bowing anytime soon, I'll tell you this much. But what we can do is give a very sincere round of applause to a man who has stood against a barrage, not only from ourselves, but from the entirety of the RAWF roster. The, the, the Terror Inc. group, they have, they have made their mark on this, this company. Win, lose, draw, they go home tomorrow. They are still going to be remembered for their time and their tenure here in this company because they have made a lot of noise and they have pissed a lot of people off. And I question their methods, and I indeed do believe that a lot of their methods reek of cowardice, and I don't shy away from that. But it's effective, and that's the most important thing. This guy, as the leader, or at least the, the most present face of this faction, has managed to piss off nearly every single person in this company and the people that he has not pissed off, they have decided to join along with his group. That kind of magnetic personality, both pushing and pulling people away, is something special in this business. It's something that you cannot balk at. It's something you can't look the other way from. That is exactly the kind of person, the kind of personality, the kind of character that brings, indeed, wrestling companies together as a whole. You cannot have stars without villains. You cannot have a faction without a charismatic leader. You cannot be Teflon Sheik and be anything less than a top-level star. And I think that he's well on his way to proving that. Well, what is your take? We know we know about all the trouble Terrorink's been causing. We know you know all the noise they've been making. But Sheik in particular has has might have rubbed certain people wrong uh, the wrong way. That being members of the RAWF Hall of Fame, when he calls himself a Hall of Famer, how much does that get under your skin? All right. So now that the phrase is out of the way, I'll I'll go a little bit more into detail as to my feelings as to why 
Terrorif are on their way as opposed to already at the top. And that's simply because they come off as phony. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, and I, they have more than enough opportunities to prove me wrong. But the fact of the matter is that they like to, to run their mouths. They, they insult people. They, they make people mad. They do a great job of drawing ire. But then when it comes to the big situations, they fail to deliver. And when they fail to deliver, they don't apologize for their mistakes. They don't acknowledge their mistakes. They don't try to improve upon their mistakes. They simply use gang tactics to attack other people. They lash out rather than improve. And this group, uh, Terror Inc., I mean, it's not the same Terror Inc. that we knew a couple of months ago. I like to call them Terror Inc. the college years. You know, they're swapping in and out cast members left and right. New people are, are here. Old people are gone. And the, the thing is, when you're trying to model yourself off of an original, you're never going to succeed. Uh, Terror Inc. came into this company and captured lightning in a bottle with the the amount of attention and the, the amount of anger that they were able to draw. But at this point, they seem desperate. They, they're, they're lashing out in a way that while we'll get them short-term results, long-term is only going to hurt them. You know, trying these gang attacks on people like they did to Mark Caliber, trying to spread lies like, I am a Hall of Famer. This kind, this kind of behavior is the behavior of cowards, not behavior of legitimate threats or people that deserve respect. That's what I said. And you're absolutely right. What, what it ultimately boils down to is you can say everything that you've got to say. You can attack whoever you want to attack, but you have to deliver when it comes to the big situation. Otherwise, you come off as a petulant child. Just you've, you've, you've lost and you're throwing a tantrum. And, you know, that's the the thing so far. They have two major ingredients to being a star, but that success is what they need in order to cross the finish line. As it stands, their current formula is talk, lose, lie, repeat. And that's never going to succeed in RAWF. This company, more than any other company in the entirety of the wrestling world, has a talent pool that cannot be compared to anything because it is so strong. I, and and that's, what I, that's why I've said I'm, I'm impressed that they're able to swim in this current because it is absolutely a murderer's row of competitors in this company. But at some point the talking has to end and the winning has to begin. When they're looking around at the roster and time and time again – they are failing against everybody. This is no longer a situation where saying you're a Hall of Famer, saying you're the most dangerous faction in the company, saying anything about how you strike terror in the hearts of people, it, it's, there's a point where this just becomes words. And I, I think that Teflon Sheik absolutely has the ability within him, and I would love to see him go beyond words. If 
All right. Well, I mean, Paragon, good luck to you. It, I mean, there's the slight possibility, uh, and I say slight because Redneck could make a miracle comeback, that you would be facing a man who will be going into the Hall of Fame on the very same night, and that being Redneck Avenger. Uh, your thoughts on if it is Redneck Avenger going up against you for the men's championship? Well, that would be a completely different beast. Uh, Redneck Avenger, as opposed to somebody who has yet to earn my respect, is somebody who has earned my respect in spades. This this guy, an all RAWF Hall of Famer to be for good reason. He's been here since before my time. He has been a consistent performer from that time until this day. I've never seen a lull in Redneck Avengers' ability to succeed or achieve high at a, the highest level in this company. He's somebody I work with personally outside of RAWF in the USL sphere. He's somebody who I have I consider a friend. I mean, he was in fact at ringside with me just just recently as I took on a Santa Claus. <laughs> forget about that match. Um, but. That's that's just the thing. The opaque brotherhood. Take that for example. We are a group of four brothers, and we're rarely seen associating outside of our own circle. Because, I mean, once when you're traveling with three of your brothers, there's not a whole lot of need to reach outside of that group. You don't. You're not going to need any additional support. You've got plenty of people to talk to. You're never going to be bored. But the redneck Avenger is somebody who I have openly and publicly associated with here in RAWF, somebody who is, I have gone out of my way to befriend because of how much I respect him and how much of a entertaining presence that he is. So in a lot of ways, an opposite situation to the Teflon Cheek. If I were to face Redneck Avenger come anniversary, this match would be pure respect from, from bell to bell, and I think that it would be a hell of a lot of fun. Certainly, indeed, especially considering, you know, he loves to bring uh, the beer monkey. What's, I think it's Fred. Frank it the beer Fred? monkey. Fred the beer monkey. So, yeah. Fred the beer monkey. I, I love that guy. He is, he is very entertaining. Plus, I mean, who doesn't like to hang out with a monkey? I mean, seriously. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and extend the show an extra half hour because a couple things. we get still got a couple people to talk to. And something I want to try to get done before this is over. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and extend it 30 minutes and I'm going to take another song break. Unless Paragon, you had something else you wanted to address or discuss. Uh, not unless you you want me to waste some more airtime to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think you've done, you've done well. You've done well uh, tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, with that being said, Good board. We will be right back. What are you supposed to give? Well, I well, go ahead. Anything to go? Anything going on in the gauntlet? Uh, very little. Uh, I believe Mark Caliber was currently running the gauntlet when we uh, had last reported. He defeated his opponent, Damia, and is now facing Bubs. Last side checked, which was earlier today. There's very little to report. It's been very slow this week. All right. 
with that being said, we're going to take another quick song break, ladies and gentlemen, while I go check on something. When we return, we'll be talking to the Immortal Griffith. We'll be talking to Bubs. And, uh, yeah, get ready. And plus, I want I want to make sure that this place is cleaned out of that smell. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is REWF After Hours on the Back to Basics Radio Network. Be back in a few minutes.
Yeah, you can be the greatest, you can be the best You can be the King Kong banging on your chest You can beat the world, you can beat the war You can talk to God, go banging on his door You can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock You can move a mountain, you can break rocks You can be a master, don't wait for luck Dedicate yourself and you go find yourself I think I have the interview. I don't know. Well, hopefully, we're going to give it a try. Uh, we'll see. If it doesn't, if the sound isn't quality isn't great, we'll just stop and try it next week. But here we go. This is my interview with Killa Neptune and Uncle Frank last week. Thank you. 
gentlemen, I have come here to the bowels of U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, Ohio, to interview RAWF World Heavyweight Champion Uncle Frank, along with his advocate and fellow OPIC Brotherhood member, Chilla Neptune, who I'm sure will be the one answering these questions. So, Frank, let me officially congratulate you on becoming World Heavyweight Champion at Immortal Six. So, Chilla, since Frank won the title, has there been changes to his demeanor and attitude? Is he happier, meaner, maybe more focused? Thank you. I'm sure he appreciates that very much. Isn't that right, Frank? Right. So, has Uncle Frank changed since becoming the World Heavyweight Champion? First, we'll have to look into the state of Frank before becoming the champion. Uncle Frank had a nearly two-year run with the White Lightning Championship until finally dropping it just a few months ago. He is currently in the midst of a one-year reign with the Fubar City Championship. During this two-year journey, he has made to becoming the face of R.A.W.S. He appeared in the top 25 19 times. Of those times, he has appeared in the top five 12 times. Of those 12, he was the number one ranked wrestler in R.A.W.S. six times, far and away the most of anyone during this time period. That means if you track back the last two years of competition, exactly one quarter of the time, Uncle Frank, has been the number one wrestler in the company. So now we have the question to answer. Has anything changed about Uncle Frank? The answer is simple. Absolutely. You see these numbers spelled out, the story of a man that cannot be stopped, a mad titan, a horror from which a man would never truly recover, but it wasn't enough. A new Uncle Frank had to rise from the ashes of the old, a better, stronger, more focused monster. Why be 25% when you can be 100%? This Uncle Frank will not settle for 25%. This Uncle Frank will not settle for making the top five only half the time. It's not enough. And considering how dominant he's been, it doesn't seem like that would be that tall of an order for him. So, with many top challengers out there, including the likes of Paragon of Greatness and the Immortal Griffiths, among others, jumping at the bit to get to that world title, how long of a reign do you predict for the Monster of the Hills? I would direct you to the statement I just made. This man held the White Lightning Championship for the better part of two years and is creeping up on the one-year anniversary of the Fubar City Championship. And it's not enough. The reality is that this particular belt is rarely held for a lengthy period of time, especially in regards to first-time champions. However, given the track record of Uncle Frank and the amount of work put into reaching the pinnacle, I would be hard-pressed to predict a short reign. With that said, however, in my capacity as advisor, I would recommend to my client that he not look to the future. You cannot reflect on a legacy until it is built. As far as we are concerned, his championship reign is one month. No more, no less. Until such time as he defeats the Great Red Dragon at Radiversary. Speaking of Radiversary and the Great Red Dragon, is Uncle Frank prepared to take on the greatest male voice and all of Unstoppable? Is he ready to do... Excuse me? Do you hear that? It's the sound that the greatest voice in all of Unstoppable is going to be making at Radiversary. It's hard to give false bravado when your trachea is being collapsed. It's hard to be boisterous when your larynx is being crushed. And it's damn sure impossible to echo your voice when you are choking on your own blood. 
this man claims to need no introduction, but he is going to need to get real acquainted with the RAWF medical staff in Cleveland. They're going to be looking down on him, rising on the map, swimming in a pool of his own blood, and gasping for air. They're going to be forced to ask, how you doing? Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Well, as well as being current World Heavyweight Champion, Uncle Frank is also the reigning FUBAR City Champion, a title he has held since last year's anniversary, almost a year now. Wow. Um, some consider him to be the absolute best FUBAR City Street Fighter of all time. At anniversary, he will defend the title against Buckshot. I know he is a monster, but what's the secret to his success in these brutal matches? Let me regale you with a little tale. Imagine, if you will, a small cabin in the woods, miles and miles away from civilization. Now imagine the porch to this cabin. Wood railing, rocking chairs, creaky brown door, various limbs and entrails hanging like Christmas lights. And inside this home, imagine the living room. A broken down ancient television set, maybe a chair or two, a stain from the brain matter of a missing camper. And now I'd like you to imagine the bedroom. Inside, there's a bed, a window with a lovely view, and a college student tied up with their insides hanging on the outside. And finally, I want you to imagine the inhabitants of this home. The father, a mountainous, abusive, monstrous, pure embodiment of evil. The brother, a deviant, a psychopath, a pervert of the highest caliber. The sister, missing eyeballs, mouth covered in blood that's not her own, carrying a broken porcelain doll. The grandmother, rocking away, sharpening a knife next to a snack bowl full of dismembered fingers and toes. And the mother, gleefully walking into the basement to retrieve an unrefrigerated human torso hanging on meat hooks. Inside that mother grows a small child. Do you want to know the secret to Uncle Frank's brutality? Why he thrives in Fubar City? Uncle Frank is brutality. Raised in the dirt and blood, never having a fighting chance to live a normal life. All he has ever known is death and decay. Why is Uncle Frank so comfortable in Fubar City? Because it's a vacation to him. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um... On top of his big title defense, Frank is being inducted in the R.A.W. Hall of Fame at Radiversary, and you are his inductor. Tell me, uh, does Frank even realize what the Hall of Fame means? Is he excited? It, it's hard to tell with him. Keep in mind what I just said about the conditions of Frank's upbringing. So when he, after so long fighting against all of the odds, has not only gained acceptance, but gained love from people of the world... He's more than a little excited. He may not show that much on the outside. Believe it or not, Frank has a few issues expressing emotions. But this entire ride in R.A.W.S. and finally reaching the destination of World Champion and Hall of Famer, not only does Frank know what that means, but I cannot even find the words as to how much this means to him. Well, good. I'm glad. Uncle Frank, of course, one of five going into the R.A.W.F. Hall of Fame at Radiversary in Cleveland next week. 
Quick question about you, Killa, and your big Powerball title defense and national title match. The first against your brother Paragon for what seems like the umpteenth time. Uh, the second, the national title, against a quickly rising star in Pennywise. Your thoughts on either or both of these matches? Between you and me, L.A., I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm going to win those matches. Well, that was short and sweet from Hall of Famer Killer Neptune along with World Heavyweight Champion Uncle Frank, both of them with big nights next week at Radiversary. We'll be back right here on the Back to Basics Radio Network in just a few moments. That was my interview with Frank and Killa last week in Cincinnati. Uh, what did you what take from that? What? What was what? Those those noises. Like, it sounded like he was gargling a chainsaw. Mm, that was Uncle Frank. That is what he does. That is, I guess, that's I, how he does. Okay, remind so, me not to go down into basement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that, that was that was very interesting. Dragon, I know you're still here. I'm sure you heard everything. Your thoughts real quick on what you just heard. I thought it was a garbled mess, but it's it's so interesting to hear Killing Neptune, you know, put over Uncle Frank. It's, I I just don't think they realize that I am actually taking this serious. I, you know, Uncle Frank's had a great, great record in pay-per-views. Well, except for, you know, losing against Brunette Strangler and a couple of other people. I mean, you know, and losing against Killer Neptune. And Paragon, you know, at the pay-per-views, the last couple pay-per-views, you know. Uh, you know, and again, I give Uncle Frank a lot of credit, you know. They want to talk down about me. That's fine. That's fine. That's what you do when, when you're nothing but a bona fide pansy. And that's fine. I'm giving him respect. I don't have to. I could take the low road like they do. That's great for common peasants and pansies. I'm not going to do it. I gave him respect, you know, and Paragon, you know, dropped the ball and lost the title to Uncle Frank. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but we'll see, you know, Paragon and I, you know, we've got one and one and Uncle Frank, you know, this will be my first match, but I'm actually paying attention, Uncle Frank. You've got my full attention, every part of it. And, you know, if Killer Neptune's going to come down to ringside, that's okay. I've got my own ace in a hole that's going to be down there, Mama's Fallen Angel, who is kicking butt in the rankings, slowly climbing up on her own. But that's fine. And, you know, if Paragon and the whole crew over there want to come down. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. 
I could take care of it. You know, if they want to pull my ankle and trip me up, that's going to be just fine. I'm not going to let that get me down because my focus is on Uncle Frank for the R.A.W.F. World Heavyweight Championship. I cannot wait. Next week is coming. June 2nd, anniversary. I cannot wait. Uncle Frank, <laughs> be ready. <laughs> all right. That all goes down next week, ladies and gentlemen, as he said, at anniversary main event, Uncle Frank versus the Great Red Dragon. Also on the card, the Immortal Griffith defending the Platinum Dragon Championship against a member of Terror Inc., uh, Luke Hero for a hire. Let's talk to uh, the Platinum Dragon Champion now. I am immortal. Immortal. Notorious. So notorious. I'll make you famous. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the immortal Griffith. Good evening, Griffith. Good evening, LA. How are you tonight? I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm a little little bit a uh, little bit frazzled. It's been a long week, but uh for you, it's business as usual. Uh a week from tomorrow night, you are defending the Platinum Dragon Championship against Luke Hero for a higher member of Terror Inc. Uh, we've been talking about them all night. Uh, your thoughts on this match? But look, I've made my I've made my opinions about that little group of pissants fairly uh, fairly obvious, I believe. Um, you know, and Luke's no different than the rest of them. It's it's a group of people that run around, talking all talking all big and bad, talking about how they're going to be the biggest things in sliced bread in this company. And meanwhile, they couldn't find a goddamn butter knife if it was stabbed in their own fucking eyeball. Look. These people run around, and you know what? And I don't do this very often. It, it's really, really rare that I'm going to quote Paragon. I mean, like, I feel a little dirty. But how did he say it? Promo lie or promo lose lie. How did he do I'm sorry. What was it, Paragon? What was it? It, was, it was a cute little quote. But basically, yeah, I mean, the concept was, you know, they run their t- they run their mouths la 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 and then they get in the ring and then they get their asses handed to them and then they jump somebody because you know that's that's what apparently you know terror is terrifying about them that there's a pack of them and that they'll jump on you all right whatever you know and then they run their mouths some more and all the lies about how badass they are Look, I- I'm not impressed not impressed you know I've said it before and I will say it again. You didn't want my attention. 
and you got it. I see you, and I'm coming. Go ask the last little stable what happened to them when I told them I was coming. If you can find them. Um, I mean, and he he does. You do have a point, Griff. It does seem like every time someone a group steps into RAWF, uh, and 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 they get in your crosshairs, it doesn't take long for them to be scurrying away. So, I I don't I don't um, I feel sorry for Luke. I really do. Sorry, Luke. I think you you're gonna need the effort of your lifetime and, and other people's lifetimes to have a shot at beating Griff for that Platinum Dragon Championship. But, and here's but, here's I'm gonna put a little thing out there for you. I'm gonna put this. See, he made this little joke thing about, oh, let's do it this way, this way, you know, and I won't bring my people, as if as if I believe for an instant that they would follow that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it this way for you, Luke. Bring your entire squad, every single one of them. Bring him to ringside. I'm coming alone, and I'll still whip your ass. At any hill, good luck to you against Luke. Not that I think you're going to need it, but, you know, I have to say it. Try to be an unbiased owner. <laughs> At any hill. With that being said, uh, had a little had a little bit of a dust up last week here on the show with uh, Luigi Mario. You asked for a match with him. I couldn't grant it to you last Sunday, but you will get that match tomorrow against Luigi. Uh, you, you, you still you still a little bitter about what the words he had for uh, you last week? It's not a case of bitter. It's a case of demanding the respect I deserve. If you're going to put my my name on your tongue, it damn well better be with respect. And he forgot that. And now he's going to be taught to remember it. All right. So with that being said, Griff, we're six years into RAWF. Uh, I believe you've been in the company five years. You think you missed the first year. Um, that being said... Does it feel like it's been six years to you? Because I know you're immortal, and that kind of feels like a minute. Six years, 60 minutes. I, it's really hard to track. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess six years. I've had, I've had six new Maseratis, so yeah, that would be right. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I get every year model. It's a great car. They 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 make a really good. Their Maseratis are seriously under like undervalued. Like they are one of the best handmade cars out there. Like you cannot go wrong with Maserati. Well, I, I, thanks for the tip. I, I might look into getting one myself. If, uh, I know a guy. I, yeah, I'm, you know a guy. I'm sure you do. I'm do. sure you. I'm sure you know a lot of guys over the years. I do. You probably knew Genghis Khan, didn't you? I mean, not personally. Oh, okay. We, like, we didn't hang out drinking tea. Well, I don't think he drank tea. Did he? I mean, Mongols are pretty famous for their tea, but okay. 
at any who. With that being said, good luck to you next week, tomorrow against Luigi, and next week against Luke Hero for a higher Platinum Dragon Championship on the line. You don't need to wish me luck. Just wish him, you know. Well, don't wish him shit. He deserves whatever he gets. Try, try, try not to hurt him too bad. I, oh, I, I can't promise does, that. He does make me a little bit of money after all. Just a little, anyway. I promise nothing. <laughs> Fine. I can. I, anywho, ladies and gentlemen, the Immortal Griffith looking to defend the Platinum Dragon Championship ex- successfully one more time at Radiversary against Lutero for Hire. Our next guest has several dust-ups to talk about. She is also an RAWF Hall of Famer. She is the one and only. Ladies and gentlemen, Bubs now joining us here on After Hours. Good evening, Bubs. I better unmute your sissy, otherwise I'm never going to hear the end of it. Don't make me cut you. Hello, well, Hola. Hola, que pasa, mi, mi, mi amigo? Uh, you know how it goes. You know, just, you know, making tacos, making the coin, you know. Rolling in the dinero. Did you bring me my chalupas? Okay. Did you bring me my chalupas? Oh, see, see. Very good. They're in the hot bag on the, on the table so that you would not have to come down to t- t- to uh, chuck for them. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I try. <laughs> Quinn, what are you doing at now? Can I can can I unleash yet, please, please? Not yet. I know. I want to know more about this leash. No, no. I'm oh, Bubs. Bubs. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about this match you have with Terror Inc.'s Cassie Joe at Radiversary. This cat fight, if you will. Uh, between uh, between you and Cassie, uh, she's been she, since she's joined Terror Inc. She's gotten a little bit more cocky than she was before, and that's saying something. Uh, is that a thing? Not. Oh my God. Come out, Bubs. What are your yeah. plans for Cassie Joe at Radiversary? Without the light, 
<laughs> the darkness comes. Oh, through the night, your shadows will run. Anarchy plans to fend off the enemy. We're going to sing out a jubilee. And all these little punk-ass bitches are going down. Including little Miss Blondie. Okay. I, little, I, you're a poet, and I didn't know it, uh, apparently. So fair enough, bubs, fair enough. Uh, but then, of course, the big one for you at Radiversary, a chance to regain the estrogen title. What? Yes, let's talk about the important one. That's the important match right there. Yes, challenging Davila for the estrogen championship. It's been a long time since you've held that title. You're both RAWF Hall of Famers. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you respect Davila a little bit more than you do the likes of Cassie Joe. So, you're, what would you have to say to Davila were she here tonight? First of all, I think she's still floating around the, uh, floating around somewhere. But first off, I want to thank Davila. She knows she and I will put on a killer show. This is Radiversary. Why not have these two best women? face off. It's it. I mean, it's anniversary. We're going to put on a hell of a show, and I mean, I'm honored that one of my mentors chose me to face her next week, next Saturday, or next Sunday, a little bit. All right. Well, good luck to you, bub. Certainly, it's going to be an interesting evening for you. Uh, you being in our, our two Hall of Famers going at it for the most prestige, prestigious women's title in all of Unstoppable, the R.A.W.S. Estrogen title. Oh, no. Like, Paige. Paige. Yes. Down, put down the whistle. It's not time. You cannot release. But, 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 they want to play. No, you heard what the first lady said. Oh, speaking of the the first lady, LA, is is my auntie back? I I don't see her in the room. Or is our auntie back? Anywho, Bubs asked me that question again. I've got distracted. Here, here is my auntie, the other redhead, the third redhead. Okay. Oh, and anywho, sorry, I, distractions, distractions, distractions. Bubs, good luck to you against the villa next week, and good luck to you against Cassie Joe. Yeah. So the floor is red. Uh, Cougs, Cougs, are you still here? Cougs, you floating around somewhere? No. Okay. Apparently, then. Damn. All right. Well, I guess we're just gonna have to wait. <laughs> Uh, 
at anywho. So, folks, uh, seems like we just ran a little bit over. It's time to do promotions, if you will, and then we can get the heck out of here and uh, clean up after the mess. So I'll start with the man who helped us make the mess, Hobo Ezekiel. you have anything to promote tonight? Hobo narrow hot sauce, real rat piss boiled over my trash came to lie, and now for the special price of one nickel. All right. Thanks, Hobo. Thank you very much. Uh, Paige, do you have anything to promote tonight? Of course I do. Because I know every single last one of you are all crazy, except, well, you know, you can't be crazier than I am. But come join me, my sister. Oh, and, you know, Coops, and a couple more GMs. Come get your meds, wear your straitjackets. Oh, and definitely sign up for the specialty show because you never know what Coombs is going to do. Come see us at the asylum. We'll take real good care of you. Well, think about it. <laughs> Luigi, do you have anything to promote? No, I don't. All right. And Turk Razor, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Yes, I would uh, like to suggest, or I, I would like to warn Terror Inc. <laughs> When Paige laughs like that, that's not a good thing. You might want to run while you still can. <laughs> I just got a brand new big long knife. He's not lying. All right. Uh, thank you, Razor. Mark, what do you have to promote tonight? Well, I will say that uh, tomorrow, or in this case, in a few hours, Commonwealth Wrestling will have its biggest pay-per-view of the year, Commonwealth Games 8. Uh, So far, we have a few matches uh, booked already, which includes uh, Paragon versus Killer Neptune for the Australian Hardcore Heavyweight title, Uh, Ricky Johnson defending the Commonwealth Heavyweight Championship against the men's Ready to Rumble match winner Uncle Frank and the Virgin Connie Swale defending the Supergirls Championship against the women's Ready to Rumble match winner Damia. That's how you pronounce her name, right? I believe so. Damia, I believe it's Damia, actually. Diamond Dance. Oh, well, either way, they, they will face off for the championship as. Uh, all right, kid. All right. Thank you, Mark. Coogs, I believe, has returned. Coogs, are you here? Coogs? Coogs? Oh, oh, I was told sorry, you. I muted my. Myself again. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> All right. Hi, so, are you going to let us in on who the three people hey. is going after going against Terror Inc. in that six-man match tonight? 
Like, why would I do that? Because people would need to know. Some people need to know. Well, I can let you know next Saturday. <laughs> okay. All righty. Thank you. I told too. you last week our pool. I told you last week our pool of people continues to grow. Of people that just want to go and beat these little toddlers' bums like they've needed all their life. And Coogs, I got one just chomping at the bit to get off that leash, though, man. Coogs, tell her no. Nope. No, he stays on the leash. So, but, you know. And if we have to muzzle him, we will. I know. I, if I know you, if I know you, you you want to go up against a Terror Inc. member yourself at Radiversary. Am I right? Why does the first lady have to get her hands dirty? True. I couldn't hear you. What did you say? I had thought about Cassie Joe. I mean, why should Bo have to worry about that little piece of coattail grabbing riding person when she has the big match to worry about. Well, unfortunately, I, I kind of agree with you, but at the same time, the match was made. Cassie Joe asked for it. Bub's accepted. I have to make that an official. Bub's is just going to have to wrestle two matches. Um, but I can give you the other lady of Terror Inc., if you'd like, Damia the Mistress of Pain. She's already fighting. What's She's that? one of their three. She's one of their three, She's one LA. of their three. So, that's not a rank, official rankings match. She still needs an official rankings match. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, I can kick her butt again. No problem. <laughs> there you go. Done. <sighs> All right. Well, is there anything you wanted to promote tonight, Coogs? <clears throat> no, thank you. It was already done. All right. I now turn to uh, El Vacant. Anything you'd like to promote tonight? So, you know, I, I've been thinking about, you know, what what kind of uh, product would I make for the winner of, of this? You know, we obviously, have, you know, I, I haven't actually given Frank his his menu item yet, you know, and, I, and I'm not sure. I, I think I know what I'm going to go with for a Dragon Wind. But, you know, I'm going to put this out there. You know, the, uh, we've created a website, you know, and uh, we want to hear from you, our loyal customers and fan base, about what you think we should do for either Frank or the Great Red Dragon for their special menu item, if they should win. So you can go to www.namedattaco.com. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, El Vacant. I now turn to the greatest male voice in all of Unstoppable, the Great Red Dragon. Uh, I can't wait for those tacos, I'll be honest with you. Remember, though, save me a couple of the pink tacos, because I can share those around for people. But I, I, don't, I don't think I want uh, the guacamole this time, okay, El Vacant? Uh, so tonight... 
It's going to be, you know, a pre-party, actually, for everybody that wants to come over to my mansion. You're welcome to come over. It's going to be a pre-celebration. We're also going to be doing a sizing and fitting for the RAWF World Championship title that I am going to win at Rattiversary, the sixth one, right here on June 2nd. Just, you know, just down the road from my own house. Near Cleveland, Ohio. I can't wait. It's going to be a big party. I can't wait to see you all there. Woo! R-A-W-F world champion right here, the great Red Dragon. Have a great night. We'll see you next time. Paragon, do you have anything to promote tonight? You know, I'd like to promote everyone listening here tonight and all of our fans that come to our shows worldwide and tune in. Uh, and just next week, we're going to be celebrating six years of R.A.W.F. We all get to live the dream because of them. You all deserve some promotion. Thank you for letting us be R.A.W.F. All right. Last but certainly not least, the Immortal Griffith. Do you find yourself getting yourself in hot water all the time because you don't know when to shut the fuck up? Do you have what we like to call diarrhea of the mouth? Well, we here at REWF have a new product just for you. That's right, Imodium TI. Imodium TI will make sure that when you start talking shit, it'll just cut itself right off. You know, and the TI stands for, uh, well, I'll let you figure that out for yourself. Senor, senor, here are your pink tacos. Hold the guacamole. What the hell? Okay. And apparently I missed somebody. Bubs? Did I, did I, I'm sorry. I, this, go ahead. What would you like to promote yes, tonight? You, you missed me. I mean, and I have something very important to promote. I'm going to be a mommy again. Be a surrogate. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a surrogate child. Okay. Okay. Don't ask. Okay, try that again, Bubs. I think I found the phone. The call. It, it's okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, if that's the case, ladies and gentlemen, I will see. We will see you all next week, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RAWF After Hours. We'll talk more about Radiversary and hopefully less chaotic next week. Uh, yeah, I got a I got a headache for reals tonight. Good night, everybody. Hasta la vista. I'm the fuck out of here.